Hi, welcome to Healing Chronic Illness with Marley. This is season two. This season, we're going to be interviewing some experts in the field. So join us on our journey back to health and wellness. Hello, my dear tribe. Marley here. Today I want to talk to you about something that has been kind of brewing in my heart for some time. I would say probably about four years ago, I did this trauma healing that actually is done through, I believe, Bethel Ministry in California. And the program is called Sozo. And there's more than one version of this out here. But basically what it does is it asks questions about um, it's a psychoanalysis type of protocol that asks questions about your childhood. And what I found that stuck out to me the most with this whole process was they addressed the father relationship that you had with your dad first and foremost. So for those of you that are stuck or complacent or shut down or having a hard time moving forward or whatever it is, <laughs> we're all that at any given time of the day for the most part depending on the scenario and the circumstances that we're in but we've all been there and we all struggle with it so I wanted to talk today and read from an article that I found on focus on the family so it would help us kind of unpack this and this would be another puzzle piece towards our pathway onto healing so uh, this article is called Understanding and Healing the Father Wound. Now, Focus on the Family is a Christian organization, so just so that you're aware, take the concepts from this, even if you're, you know, have a different belief system than this, but take the concepts from this and learn and be open to applying it to your life and ask some of these questions of yourself. So the article goes on to say, we all come into the world helpless, dependent, and needing acceptance to be treated as worthy and to be blessed. The father wound is the absence of this love from your birth father. The wound can be caused by neglect, meaning you felt that you were unimportant, absence, your father left due to divorce, separation, or death, abuse, this could be mental, physical, sexual, or even spiritual, control, where you had a father that was very oppressive and domineering, or even withholding, withholding love, withholding blessings and or affirmation, any type of deficiencies that would lead to a profound lack of your own self-acceptance. The effect of a father wound results is low self-esteem a deep emotional pain inside and a performance orientation that makes us doers rather than beings. If you've heard me say this before, I had to learn this early on in my counseling out of codependent relationships with my parents was that, you know, my anxiety was very much wrapped up in performance. And I had to have my counselor remind me, and this is something that's been a daily practice for me, that I am a human being and not a human doing. While salvation makes us new creations in Christ, it does not necessarily address this wound inside. We tend to have four barriers that inhibit the healing of this wound. Are you all ready for this, guys? Here we go. Pride. The no 
will to confront or to change. Just saying, I'm fine, I'm all right, no big deal. Everybody struggles, not everybody had this or that. I'm all right. Well, maybe you're functioning, but you might not be healthy well and in an optimal state. So put the pride aside. Be willing to confront your issues, your thoughts, your belief system, those hardwired things that are in your deep psyche that might need to change. The next one is sin. This is that blocked will, meaning your own uh, desire that neither seeks to confess sin or receive forgiveness. Um, The Bible says that sin separates us from God. So whatever that looks like in your life, maybe take some inventory of that. Then there's the wound itself. This is where that continual emotional hurt just tumbles in inside you all the time you just carry that wound with you it could be gaping or it could be just a chronic seething low-grade wound but it's still there lies these are the misconceptions about the self and when I say self I'm talking about your higher self your inner child same thing that you believe about yourself believe about your birth father and then believe about father God Instead of going to the pain and receiving the healing we need, what we tend to do is respond to life events by creating a misconception about ourselves. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's look at our relationship then to our birth father. When we hold a conception of our birth father as being angry, violent, uncaring, indifferent, distant or withdrawn, absent or abandoning, whether they're an alcoholic or they're condemning or critical, we tend to believe the following words about ourselves. I am unworthy. I am stupid. I am incompetent. I am unloved or unlovable. That just takes just the absolute breath out of my lungs in such a bad way. As long as we accept that these words are truth, we will experience depressed, anxious, and angry lives. Let's look at through this lens that relationship to God the Father then happens. Often a person's image of God the Father is contaminated by the personal experience that he or she has with the birth father. When misconceptions about God are present, for example, that God is angry, he's judgmental, he's unhappy with me, that He's someone to be scared of. He's legalistic, and he's quick to punish and slow to forgive. These are the words that we tend to believe. We think this about ourselves in the eyes of how God may see us, that I am not good enough. I am guilty. I am shameful. I must work harder to justify myself. Or this isn't listed, but I'd like to add to it. I must work harder to be lovable or to be accepted. As long as we accept these words as truth, that I'm not good enough, that I'm guilty and ashamed, that I must just push harder, work harder, perform more, we seek to perform and prove our worth through perfectionism and materialism, or we seek addictions to cover up the pain. And those addictions could be any number of things. They're basically just an anesthesia, whatever that is. It's helping us to cope, but that's always a counterfeit and it's always a band-aid over the wound. So let's address the father wound then. There are four steps to addressing this father wound. 
Number one, understanding the heart of God. Number two, to invite Jesus into those wounds that were created by the birth father. Number three, accepting the truth about oneself as a sacred child of God. And number four, the heart of God. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is about the prodigal son. And there's a lot of key themes and elements that come from that story. And they are that we are free to choose our own path. And when he goes out and spends all of his money and inheritance on riotous living, which by the way, I have a friend out in California that wants to make the prodigal son into a major motion picture. And I think it would be probably the best Christian films ever made. So if you're interested in funding that, drop me a message. The prodigal son goes on to show that the father waits patiently for us to return to him, meaning him as in God. When we return, he accepts us unconditionally. And that not only he just accepts us, he sees us and he runs to us and he puts like a brand new coat over us. He runs to accept us and embrace us. He values us by celebrating God's provision in our salvation and that he loves us first. We are his beloved creation. He offers salvation for our sin and that he really wants a relationship with us. So it's really an analogy about the prodigal son, but it's how God feels about us. It's absolutely beautiful. And then to take this into account, that you see Jesus as the one that heals your wounds. We know that Jesus was, you know, God in the flesh. The Word became life. And the Bible talks about how he was tempted by Satan to, so that he would know what our temptations are all about. And that he experienced suffering so that, you know, he would know what suffering was. He was rejected. He was mocked. He was then beaten and crucified that Jesus fully understands our pain and wants to help. And one of my favorite scriptures, and I've used this an awful lot, I don't know about you, but um, I have things written down in my house and I've kept different scriptures posted um, just so it's in front of my eyes to help renew my mind and just keep me focused on those days when I've been really, really ill. But I love 1 Peter 2.24. It says, by his wounds, you have been healed. And that's in past tense, guys. Um, you might not be feeling it as you're walking through this season of illness, or it's felt like decades if it was like that for you. But let truth overshadow fact, okay? Know that Jesus heals. And when we invite him into our memories, into those deep, crevices and those dark files in our mind you know the psalmist says David says search me and know me Lord if there's anything that's in me Lord just take it so invite him into your memories and you know you could you know talk to the universe or you know whatever that looks like and go to those places and those memories I know EMDR is a therapy that hits it head-on it's a very difficult therapy some some people find that it makes them feel worse but um, the physiology about all that is to just go ahead and address it open it up deal with it okay so invite God into where your memories are and he'll be there he'll meet you where you're at and when he comes into those memories you can 
experience him in a way that he's gentle and that he's kind, he's caring, he's loving, he's warm, friendly, he'll hug you, embrace you, he'll accept you and ultimately heal you. Just bask in that and, and meditate on it. Think about it. Allow, if you're doing your brain training, you're trying to practice mindfulness, or if you're doing any other type of brain training where you're trying to evoke positive thoughts that would create endorphin chemicals so that you can positively make those associations and rewire neuroplasticity training, just think of God loving you. I know for me, and I brought this up to a friend the other day, before I had done all of my ozone therapy, my, oh, sorry, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and um, did all the neurooptimal training, I had a horrible time trying to do DNRS and Gupta method because I was unable to access any positive childhood memories. After I'd done the hyperbaric, I'd say I was about 40 sessions in, I started to remember. Um, when I was doing DNRS before I had to make stuff up or I would listen to other people's YouTubes and try to like imagine that that was my life because my first childhood memory was a very traumatic one I was um, just in a very volatile state I was probably about four years old um, I felt that I was mocked and made fun of and I got in trouble for something and um, so it just perpetuated the fear the embarrassment and the shame and sadly, I carried that childhood memory with me for a very, very long time. And it was by both my parents. Um, they, they just were trying to have a sense of humor over a situation, but that's not how it was for me. That was not my experience. It was, it was very, very traumatic. And it laid some groundwork in belief systems that I had about myself. But until I had gotten to the to place where it was opportune enough for me to rewired to a healthy place, I, I carried that with me. But then when I started to say, you know what, God, show me. Like, how do you feel about me? And I had this epiphany type of download that my earliest childhood memory was that I was probably three years old and I was sitting in a raspberry patch and it was probably a midsummer day in southern Alberta I was out on our friend's farm and I remember sitting there and if you I'm still that way if you can give me a um, garden patch full of fresh peas and raspberries I ain't coming out but I remember this little three-year-old girl my three-year-old me my little inner child just sitting there in the sunshine eating raspberries probably in some dirty dress but feeling like a little princess knowing that God was pleased with me just for being there, just for sitting there, just for existing. God was pleased with me. And that now I embrace that as my first actual childhood memory. And that is how I see myself. And that's how I want to continue to see myself because that epiphany that I had shows him as being gentle, kind, caring, loving, warm, friendly, that he embraced me, that he accepts me, and that ultimately he's healing me. And friends, when you can really understand and grab a hold of God's love, you know, just confess to him that misconception that you've had about yourself. Whether it was your fault or not, probably wasn't. It was probably some belief system that you latched onto and those old tapes that played in your mind. That it could have been a harsh word from your dad when he was just trying to provide some direction or, or you know, it might have been inadvertent or it might have been that you were 
legitimately abuse, but lay those things before God. And you know what? Just receive his forgiveness. Like, whether it's your fault or not, we're not perfect. We're humans. We need to embrace our humanity. It's part of the human condition that we screw up. And when we can do that and just be humble and lay it down, it's so much easier to receive love. It's there. 100%. So allow God to come into those specific memories that you have and understand that the words that God is pleased with you, that they pierce your soul and they just absolutely go in and purify your mind. And that that truth overshadows what any person has ever said about you and even how you think about yourself, that God is ultimately pleased with you. And then you can really embrace his truth about who you are. And when you're in that place and you have that excess amount of love and just freedom and forgiveness, then this is where the real beauty can actually happen. You can forgive your birth father for the hurtful words, hurtful actions, for not loving you, how you felt like you needed to be loved, for not blessing you, for not encouraging you, and also for not representing God the Father as being a loving, accepting Father that's that's a safe place, like that you can run to Him and be embraced by Him, that He is your Abba Father and you can just crawl up on His lap and look up at Him and He smiles at you. He's happy that you're there. So guys, I want you to accept yourself that you are a child of the Most High God. And you can receive these words and you can say these as affirmations. I am accepted. I am chosen. I am loved. I am God's creation. I am precious in His sight. I am forgiven. I have been redeemed. I will never be left or forsaken. I'll never be abandoned. That I have an eternal inheritance with God and nothing Nothing, 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 neither height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things past, will ever separate me from the love of God. And friends, as you understand the truth about God's love for you and come to know your true self in Him, you'll be set free from this pain and be able to forgive your birth father. So just allow this new perspective to be part of how you see things. See it through a new lens. See it how God sees you that you are a human being and that you're not a human doing. And meditate on those things today, that you're accepted, chosen, loved, and that you're safe. Ultimately, for healing, our nervous systems need to know that we are safe and that we are secure and that we're loved just for who we are. My friends, God bless you on your pathway to healing. Release any of those things that you're hanging on to and those untruths that have been spoken over you in your life and embrace what God the Father says about you and how he feels about you. Until next time.